0: let try. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Um, my name is Jason. I'm joined this week by Kevin. Uh, look, I know there's a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling this week. You know, you got all the news about Edge. You know, AEW has a giant show uh, coming up in Wembley for All In. Uh, but man, uh, today being Thursday. Uh, just learned the news that unfortunately Wyndham Rotunda better known to the wrestling community as Bray Wyatt has unfortunately passed away and uh, honestly Kev I don't know about you but I I got nothing else that I even want to talk about other than uh, some of the memories that we have from, from watching Bray over the years yeah, I mean, I mean, I kind of mentioned
1: it right before we got on air. I said it doesn't seem right to really talk about anything else. And, you know, this might – maybe it's going to be one of our quicker shows. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Um, you know, just kind of have respect. But, um, yeah, like I said, a lot, lot going on. But, I mean, with everything in perspective, you know, you don't <sighs> – Crazy. Yeah. I just – You know We just talked Last week About the theory Of You know Him returning Mm -hmm. And we talked about it a lot We've been talking about it And wishing for it For a long time But like I I don't even I don't remember What the theory I came up with And I remember you were like Oh shit That would be awesome Uh, It was It was attacking
0: Um, Edge At the um, Yeah Yeah yeah, After his Yeah yeah, After his match on Smackdown or even yeah, like if, uh, right. or even if it, oh, it, it had been like the next, this upcoming SmackDown, if Edge had like officially did like a retirement thing or something like that, then it could have led into something there. But yeah, yeah that's
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it, it, it just crazy. You know, I mean, it's um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, I said earlier. In our chat, it's a loss for words.
0: Um, I do <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it's it's tough. Even like you know, especially I, I I have a hard time now. You know, getting getting to be a little older. Like you and I both just turned forty this past year, and you know, anytime I hear about somebody close to us in age passing away, or even in this case, you know, younger than us it it just kind of puts life in perspective like it literally could end any moment in an instant and it's and it's scary to think that way and it's like it makes you kind of you know appreciate everything that you have it kind of puts things in perspective um and you know for but at the same time though with with uh in this situation you know he he is such a it's like when he was gone from, from wrestling for, you know, whatever was it, almost two years that he was away, you know, it was this constant. When is Bray Wyatt coming back? What is he going to do? Like, you know, everybody wanted to know, like, what what would be that next step? You know what I mean? And, like, I literally, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just was thinking back, like, I, and I tweeted this out, a picture from – You know, when the lights went out in Philly and, you know, the Firefly lights came on and I was just like, man, like I was I was just there when he made his return to WWE and just the electric atmosphere was I mean, it was just amazing. And it's just so sad that, you know, we never really got it's it's like unfinished business, like we'll never get to find Mm -hmm. out where that was going. We'll, we'll never get to find out what was next for him. And and I think that's that's the part I think I, I might struggle with the most is that you know, you waited in anticipation for where what was gonna happen with Bray Wyatt and now we're never gonna never gonna know. Like it's never going to the character is never gonna be complete. You know what I mean?
1: No, no. He, he he's one of those characters and minds um that <clears throat> Like a Chris Jericho that could, or an Undertaker that could reinvent himself, mm-hmm. and that 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 would have, you know, what I mean, all the in the short time he was with us, the incarnations he had, and you know that for years to come there was going to be more of that. Yeah, uh, even even if it wasn't on screen, you know, what I mean, like just looking at where he came from, looking at his family, you know. The the son of Mike Rotunda Who Mike Rotunda Wasn't ever like the best promo guy But in ring was a great great Talent you know I mean like He himself think about his Think about him himself Mike Rotunda Who you know probably best known for Being IRS um, But had many Incarnations of himself He was Mike Rotunda back in the early You know WWF days But then he went to NWA and You know he was Captain Mike Rotunda, and he was VK Wall Street, (laughs) and then he came to WWE. He was IRS. You know what I mean? So like you can see a little bit of getting in from there. But like knowing that, like he's he's the grandson of, um, Blackjack Mulligan, right? Who's the father of Barry Mm (laughs) Wyndham? You know what I mean? Barry Wyndham, probably the most underrated, underappreciated, maybe one greatest talents ever. So. You know, just see all, all that, like, rolled into him, basically. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like he had a little bit of all of them. And, you know, you're talking about three of the best ever, his father, his uncle, and his grandfather. And here he, he was. And, yeah, it's just, man, very, very tragic. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's cliche. And, and somebody brought up a good point on twitter i forget who it was um no 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 you know who it was it was swer strickland and it was swer strickland was like why does it why does something like this have to bring us together you know what i mean oh, yeah. there's, there's so much hate on twitter mm. and i hate WWE, i hate aw this is bad, that's bad, this is good This is, you know, whatever He's like, why does something like this have to Like, we should always Basically, I think what he was trying to say is that We're all Brothers in the wrestling world community. Whether you're a wrestler, a fan Whatever it, It's a fraternity And um, Something like this shouldn't You know it, Basically, everybody should always be one always be together shouldn't take something like this yeah i mean
0: instantly it's 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 this weird subculture and it's like this you know we we are a you know the a huge community and there's so many different aspects of it but yeah there is there is so much tribalism in the community and you Mm -hmm. know i I mean you even had people you know uh, a few months back oh wwe should should cut Bray Wyatt, release him because he's not worth the money when he's not able to be on TV and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I, th- I think even like uh, Bully Ray might have said something about it, you know, obviously not knowing about the health issues that he was dealing with. Right. But it, it's just, you know, I, I, you know, you look back at his career and, and you talked a little bit about how he how he kind of evolved and changed over time. Right. So you know, when he first debuted in WWE in the developmental system, he was a part of the NXT roster, and he was known as Husky Harris. And uh, he was billed as a, a third-generation star, and, you know, he, um, he kind of had like a, a little run with, uh, with the CM Punk-led Nexus but that didn't really mm-hmm. last very long And uh, he, he went back to FCW And while he was down there In the early days NXT is when he really Cultivated and created The Bray Wyatt character And it was very kind of Cult leader-esque Right? Like very um, You know that was before NXT Was really a thing That people watched all the time But one of the first People that you heard about
1: Coming mm-hmm. out of NXT
0: Sim. was Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I mean the Wyatt family yeah. was the, one of the first rumblings coming from from NXT before you heard of anybody else, Seth Rollins yeah. or you know, um, you know it, any of the Shield members or even Big E or anybody like that. You you started to hear about this Wyatt family and how how different they were. And um, mm-hmm. I know I know at one point you know. It, when, he, when they finally debuted, I remember there were some smart marks in the front row yelling Husky Harris at him as he was walking out to the ring. And he's like, dude, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shut up. Again, another example of how terrible of a community that we have sometimes. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, it just... Uh, but you kind of, you know... But the character kind of more from there. What What would you describe? How would you describe the original iteration of Bray Wyatt
1: um I mean I don't I mean I don't say that could be a good term for it it was at first it was kind of like um you know this is different this is I mean it's kind of like let's see where we go but it evolved so much, and it was almost one of those things where, like, some of the things he said, like maybe you think of it you're like, man, that doesn't make sense, but it's like, yeah, but did you really listen to what he's saying? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he 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 just he helped captivate something different, and he just he just um, I don't know, brought almost a little bit of that like edge in the time where maybe the wwe wasn't so edgy but you know what i mean but like a clean edge almost a creepy clean edge and you know just i mean god i just think of just think of the, the stuff they did with the shield you know what i mean like who, who yeah. who's ever gonna forget that six-man brawl yep. um uh the the against team hell no and ryback even you know what i mean like he had some major players, you know, in those matches. But, but like, Bray Wyatt was, he, he was, like, ahead of his time. Yeah. For 100%. Ahead of his time for the time. And as much as I liked the Bray Wyatt character, to me, when he developed the fiend. And and I and I wish the theme character got its just due because I feel like it never really did.
0: Yeah, it another it, another like uh storyline that never really that will never really close, right? Yeah. I mean I just I, I will never forget when he
1: debuted the theme against Finn Balor. Yeah. I uh, I mean that's that that's that to me still to this day, maybe I don't a lot, but still to this day, like if I'm just, you know, randomly want to watch a random video on YouTube, that's one thing I'll search mm-hmm. is the debut because it just just listening to the crowd, the oh, holy yeah. shit, holy shit, yeah. That and was like, that was
0: one of those moments too, that, where the crowd was almost just kind of stunned silent, and it was such a good stunned silent, like just what what you, the had, fuck no, is you this? had no idea. Yeah. Like when yeah. he had the lantern I with mean, his with his face that was like a rat light just stretched out and around it and all that. But I mean even before even before yeah. we get there, like think think back to I think where he really started to develop a lot of steam was that first rivalry that he had with John Cena. And the whole remember the the creepy chorus, the whole world in your hands when that started? Mm-hmm. And just you know, he had the, the the little kid singing it. Remember that cage match that they had, where the creepy little kid oh, yeah. like at the in the in front of the cage, like singing it and stuff like that to, to Cena, and just kind of the. Uh, well, yeah. I it's, mean, just
1: <laughs> the stuff he did with John Moxley. Yeah, you know too. Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah. This, like I said, a guy that will will never get enough credit for some stuff that he did that that he was
0: gonna eventually you know uh bring to the table yeah i mean the the whole thing with uh the program he did with uh brian danielson was amazing you know with uh, brian i mean that's that's a moment that's a moment yeah yeah
1: it's a moment in time because what what started right after that was the yes movement right you know what i mean like i mean i mean Maybe not started, but like got kicked in the high gear. Oh, it really did. Um, yeah, I mean that that
0: scene of, that, of Brian that, on the on the top of the cage with the yes chance going on is just iconic. And that all started yeah. because of how the Bray Wyatt being the the antagonist to that. Yeah, I mean the stuff the stuff he did with Matt Hardy. Yeah, I
1: mean, the, Matt Hardy had a great, the, Matt Hardy had a great tribute on Twitter. The Delirium Worlds. Um,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. um even when he teamed with just, Randy just, Orton, what a team! Like the, what an awesome, unexpected team that was, like Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton uh, I mean, for that short time. Oh yeah, tagged. yeah,
1: yeah and, and also like the stuff that you know Orton did incorporated too with burning down the, the you know the the house and stuff
0: right. and just all they're, right. they're little mini feud.
1: Yeah, so um,
0: yeah. I mean, just and then, you know, he kind of went away for a little bit after he was deleted. And that's that's when the uh, the Firefly Funhouse and the Fiend debuted. And man, just the the range of character with the Firefly Funhouse, the the neighbor Bray, as as Michael, who's sometimes on the show, we'll call him uh, just absolutely stunning. Like, I remember the first Firefly Funhouse. I think we, we that's right around the time we started recording the podcast when the Firefly Funhouse debuted. And that's like literally all we talked about. Like that, like the Firefly Funhouse had its own segment on our show. Like it was something that we made sure to talk about each and every week because it was that entertaining. Mm-hmm. It was that good. And it was such a completely different side of this guy that you had never seen before. And the puppets and the interaction that he would have with the puppets and how he would play off of them and change his voice tone and everything just Absolutely brilliant. I mean, the guy's brain, like you said last week, you know, even if he had never wrestled again, like just just having him around and having his brain be a part of the pro wrestling business, like I feel like that, you know, beyond his his years he would have had in the ring, I you know, I, I feel like that's what's gonna be missed the most because you know, when you think about people, you know, like Triple H, for instance, who is currently driving WWE Creative, right? Who's somebody that could take that mantle down the road when Triple Triple H is ready to step down? You know what I mean? Like Bray Wyatt is oh, that yeah. type of guy that could have done that. So now there's that big void mm-hmm. of that creative void that's gone as well, man. It's just like damn, like what could have been. It's it's just so it's almost kind of frustrating and maddening to kind of jump down that, you know, for mm-hmm. for lack of a better term or pardon the pun, but that rabbit hole, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean it's I – know, I know one thing I read, supposedly they're rewriting or everything that like was planned for SmackDown tomorrow supposedly
0: it's going to be on pause. Good. Yeah, everything's going to be – They need to do – I think Eddie, everything's
1: going to be re- – Yes.
0: Yeah, they need to do an Eddie Guerrero-style tribute show for Bray Wyatt tomorrow. Like I, I, I will be yeah. disappointed if they don't do that. Yeah
1: I, almost, yeah, I almost feel like it's going to happen tomorrow. I feel like it's going to happen Monday.
0: You think so? Um, you don't think they'll you know, do it on SmackDown?
1: Yeah. Well, I think they will SmackDown. I think they'll do something Monday, too. Okay. You know what I mean? like yeah. especially, especially for those guys. Or, or maybe, maybe not to the extent tomorrow, but I'm sure they'll do a little something. Maybe they'll move on Monday with a little bit of storyline. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's, you know, it's... Yeah, he it was obviously so well liked and well loved, and especially by like Triple H. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that was one, let's face it; that was one of probably Triple H's boys. Yep. And so, who, who knows what he's thinking? And you know, well, the, especially a guy, especially a guy who himself, you know, just you know has some heart issues and right. came through with it and stuff, and got you know, you just don't know. You don't know what I I can't, I can't imagine what they're all going through and what what they're thinking
0: and it has to be horrible and it it just sucks because he he just he was doing better and you know all the news coming Mm -hmm. out was positive like oh he's you know he's he's getting cleared he's going to be returning soon and then all of a sudden for this to happen and him just be gone it's just like damn man like that You know, that excitement was starting to build again. Like, oh, we're going to get Bray Wyatt back soon. Like, what's Bray going to do? And it's, you know, everything, everything is so good in pro wrestling right now. As far as, you know, especially on the WWE end and the creative end. It's just you know, you want to, you root for guys like Bray because of, you know, who they are and what they've been through. And, you know, the fact that they're constantly trying to evolve the characters to entertain us, you know, it's like, it's almost like a different level of respect that you have for a guy like that because of how creative he is and how he dedicates himself to, to entertaining us fans. And it, and it's, it's a shame that, you Know and the outpouring on social media, man. Like, all you know, from Alexa Bliss to Big E to you know, um, you know, I, I thought saw something from Johnny Gargano, like, all just very heartfelt. Oh, I mean, it's just, um, yeah. the NWA, end, the, the end um, yeah.
1: uh, Impact, Impact tweeted something and they said, out of respect, they weren't going to be doing any, they usually like for their show. Which is tonight mm-hmm. They usually do like live stuff on Twitter and stuff But like I respect like not doing that They're just gonna do their show And you know So they I mean even they reached out I'm sure people within AEW and stuff I know have Like I mean I know Dustin Rhodes Dustin Rhodes obviously He had a you know He was very obviously very you know Him and Barry Windham have been best friends forever And he even said you know Those boys are like sons to me Yeah you know like i was like i was like their uncle too and he said you know he obviously was very distraught by it too so um yeah you know cody i know cody put something out there too um you know multiple people and i'm sure there's gonna be more i'm sure it's gonna be constant
0: yeah um over and over without a doubt it's just you know it's, it's just it's it's sad to see it's just like it's you know, and 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 kind of like Swerve said, like you know, and, and but at least you know he. I, I know he said that, but at least everybody's coming together. At least there's no negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, the the tribalism is on hold for now, and it's it's just a um, the only negativity I've the only negativity bullshit
1: that I've seen, and if you're one of the people doing it, you're a piece of shit. Is people on sites that buy and sell replica belts, real belts, whatever. Oh, they are, are shit on. Selling, they are selling the Fiend replica that they own, and I've seen them trying to sell for like upwards of $3,000. Wow.
0: Wow. I mean, you're trying to sell this. You... Yeah, a lot of that happened too after Scott Hall passed away. Like all the Razor Ramon stuff started going up for like the figures and stuff like that were posted immediately, and people were trying to profit mm-hmm. off of it, and that's that's sad. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. you really feel for it. I mean, the guy had four kids. You know, uh, he and and his you know fiance JoJo. Uh, had what two and then he had two from his previous marriage and it just sucks that mm-hmm. you know they they're they're now without their father and it's just you know Bo Dallas who you know we we all think is behind the uncle howdy mask but we don't really know you know <laughs> and and he's he's um you yeah know, uncle, uncle howdy tweeted something today too Uncle howdy tweeted. Oh. Yep. Okay. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um you know, it, it's just man, it's just all the you know, it, it, this this creates a huge void. And it, it creates a huge void in WWE. It creates a huge void in you know, pro wrestling, you know, pro wrestling and for fans and it's it's just too bad because they' you know you can very confidently say there, there will never be another person like Bray Wyatt and and I, and I no. think that's I, I think that's that's part of what makes this hit so hard is that you know you know that there's never going to be anybody that's as creative as he is that's that that will be able to kind of step in and fill his shoes and we've been waiting for him to step back into that step back in to to like really kind of level everything up and now, and now that's not a possibility. And, yeah, um, uh, it's it, it, it's 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 one thing if it was like if
1: he decided to walk away and yeah, you know, and on his own terms. And then it's kind of one of those things like we could sit here and say you know, man, you know, same things There's a void. This sucks, but you you move on. Mm-hmm. This not uh, you know will be much you know tougher. Obviously. To uh, easily move on from, so oh, yeah, because you if know, he, just like if he's just still like with Brody Lee, just like right, yeah, yeah. same thing. With, you know, just so well loved, and well liked, and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, there's something done. You know, I know WWE, um, I guess came out and said that you know, any anything you know, merchandise-wise of his is all gonna be donated to the family. So that's good. Um, um, but yeah, hopefully something's done. Hopefully there's some kind of, you know, lasting tribute. You know, I know AEW does the, you know, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means as a constant tribute to him.
0: And, you know, hopefully there's something, you know, that can be done for hey, Michael Cole for needs to open, open SmackDown by going, yowie, wowie, it's Friday night SmackDown or something yeah. like that. Something, you know? Yeah. Um, man, like, uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like I've been just going back and like watching like old videos, like old promos and stuff like that and you know, watching, you know, so like you said, like I'll I'll come across that clip of his his debut as the fiend now and again and I'll I'll watch it start to finish and just remember how kind of awestruck I was by that. But even, you know, watching his you know, his his re debut at Extreme Rules, I mean, you know, I was there live for it, but I haven't seen it that many times actually like on like the broad, like the broadcast version of it and just how freaking cool that was with all the characters around the outside of the arena. And, you know, just the, you know, the, even the, the song that he had, the shatter song by code orange, I was listening to that because it's, it's on uh, Apple, Apple iTunes and just, um, Man, it's just, it just all hits different with, with him being gone now. It's just, it's just rough. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of sad too that his last match was that pitch black match because it's like there could have been so, so many more good things to come. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it, um, but isn't that almost cliche
1: that it is him? You know what I mean? Like, and that's, you know, not that maybe that was his I whole idea, but like that's you know you know maybe not not the way we remember, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just uh
0: Yeah. 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 I don't know that's yeah, too bad, man. Like, it, it really is too bad. And I am curious to see how, how SmackDown's going to go. And, you know, and and, I, and I'm sorry to, like, you know, I, I know we like to talk a lot about what's going on in pro wrestling. And, you know, I, I do kind of feel bad because AEW does have an absolutely massive show coming up. And I thought I thought actually yesterday they did a, a, a pretty decent job of building up a, a few of the matches yeah. leading up to that. But it's just, man, it just doesn't feel right to, like, really dive into that with this looming on with Bray Wyatt. So I think we'll we'll probably just no. re- more react to All In uh, next week's show and um, yeah. maybe catch up on some of the other rumors and innuendo. Maybe we'll find out, you know, if Edge was being truthful when he said that he doesn't know what he's doing next and stuff like that. So, but, Yeah, because uh, probably maybe in, at this moment he
1: doesn't even care.
0: <laughs> right. So yeah, Exactly.
1: So, um, and I think we should, you know, I mean, obviously, this might not be the longest show ever, but we should also acknowledge the passing of another legend,
0: yeah, uh, Terry I mean, Funk. Unfortunately, this just completely overshadowed the fact that the Funker passed away today, too. So, um, you yeah. know, at least, they're, um, at least they're going up there together. But, uh, but yeah, man, the uh, wrestling community was hit hard by another one. And, and you know, Terry Funk had been, you know, a different circumstance. He had been in rough yeah. shape for a while, so it was kind of a little bit more expected. Where you know this one with Bray came completely out of nowhere, but um, yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, if I can you know speak on Terry Funk, I mean, go for it,
1: yeah. Just, just, I mean, just again, an absolute, just legend, just another guy that can, can make you laugh. He can make you cry. He can make you want to kill him. He, you know, he can make you want to love him. Um, I don't, I don't think, you know people talk about Mount Rushmore's a lot. And if there was a Mount Rushmore, of maybe let's say eight guys, Terry Funk would be on there. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he, he, he's up there. He, I mean, let's face it. Like here's a guy that was in the sixties and the seventies, especially in the seventies, you know, uh, one of the great NWA champions ever. And there he was, you know, Fifty-some years old, you know. He 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 he's one of those guys that just did nothing but give back to the wrestling business. You know, we talked about weeks ago about like Taker and people like that giving back to the young guys and stuff. And I don't think there's, you know, Terry Funk's one of those guys too. He did nothing but, especially at the twilight, especially in the twilight's of their careers. You know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like you know. I, I got to be the guy. I got to be the champion. Well, Terry Funk was. I'll make him. I'll make you. I'll make you, because he wanted the wrestling business to always continue on. So uh, again, just another, you know, goddamn Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be. I'll be interested. You know, once Mick Foley gets, you know, they go back to a live show. I'm sure he's going to have a big time tribute to terry funk as well obviously and i'm sure fray wyatt but you know terry funk was his idol and one of his best friends so rest in peace to the funker
0: yeah definitely and you know and terry funk just uh, absolute legend in the pro wrestling business i mean there's there's very few wrestling fans out there that that haven't at least heard of terry funk he's inspired a lot of people's careers very much in the way that I'm sure a lot of people, you know, a lot of younger generations now will be inspired by Bray Wyatt as they're, you know, growing up and wanting to become wrestlers. But, you know, Terry Funk was somebody that inspired a lot of guys, guys like Eddie Kingston and, you know, guys, uh, um, you know, that, that came it, through, the, yeah. through the ranks. Yeah, and, Mick
1: Foley. yeah. Mick Foley, obviously, Oh yeah, Mick Foley, you know, Tom, Tommy, Tommy Jamie. Dreamer, you know, a lot of those guys in ECW and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, you know, I don't, you know, I mean, I, fun. Think, I think how, one how of the old, best thing. How old was it.
0: Funk when he did a moonsault off a ladder in ECW?
1: When he won the world title, yeah, on their first pay per view, 53 years old, and um, you know, and that was all part of you know, the Beyond the Mat movie. And mm-hmm. I think, um, Barry Blobstein, who did the movie, um, if, if you if you ever watch the original DVD, there's an editor's cut where he kind of like you can watch the movie, but it's like him narrating and one of the great lines he said about terry funk is that he's like he's probably the only pro wrestler ever that like nobody's ever nobody like like everybody loves him you know what i mean like Mm. there isn't one person that didn't love terry
0: funk so i um, was i was thinking the story bruce pritchard tells about how he was supposed to be one of jerry the king lawler's uh Knights under the hood for that Survivor Series match that he had with uh what was it, Sean and you know some other guys yeah. and, and uh, if you if you
1: want to see if you want to see great Terry Funk, go back. You can find it on YouTube, anybody from nineteen eighty two, him and Jerry Lawler, and the arena match, an all-time classic. Yeah. Just absolute classic. And I, I think I think New Jack said it best when New Jack what? this is years ago, he said it best about Terry Funk. Terry Funk I wouldn't have sex with him, but I love the guy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Pritchard,
0: cool. Pritchard always tells that story that, I guess, um, you know, uh, Terry was supposed to be one of the guys under the hoods, but the last minute he he turned in the outfit and said that his horse was sick and he went home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My horse is sick. I remember that story. Oh, man. But, yeah, definitely, definitely sad to hear that, and, you know, and it sucks – too that unfortunately he's you know kind of overshadowed by this this news of Bray and um, mm-hmm. you know it's 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 just too bad that uh, that and and kind of weird that both of them passed on the same day. Um. Well, no, I guess it wasn't though, because it was Wednesday Terry. Punk, Punk was, yeah, yeah, it was Punk the day before my fault because yeah. I remember AEW yeah. had the the little tribute to him before before uh, Dynamite yesterday. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man. So d- back to back though, and you know, unfortunately, you know, what's that saying? Death comes in threes. So hopefully, that's doesn't end up being the case here. We don't lose anybody else in this wrestling community. But um, it's uh, yeah, very unfortunate. But uh, but yeah, man. I, I you know, I, I guess uh, the only other thing I could think of is you know, if you had to think back, like what's what's what would be your favorite? You know, you could you know, I. I I don't want to take anything away from the Terry Funk conversation, but kind of going back to Bray, like, what's your, what what do you think your favorite Bray Wyatt moment or or match was? Um, I could probably do both. My
1: I mean, my favorite moment is the debut of the theme. Okay. When I know we talked about it to death, but um, definitely probably my favorite moment just because it was. And not that... I mean, it does happen quite a bit with me. Um, but it's one of those moments where, like, I feel like a little kid again. Yeah. Watch it, right? you wrestling. It was one of those moments where, like, you... You know, there's sometimes when I watch, you know, shows and stuff now where it's like, oh, my God, like, I get giddy. Mm. And that was one of those giddy moments. So probably, definitely, that was probably my favorite moment. Um, as far as match... Um, I mean it's it's got to be Wyatt versus the Shield. Yeah, what was that, that TLC? TLC? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know it wasn't a singles match. And he has some, you know, he, he has some decent singles matches, but he to did. me, more than yeah. anything that just stood out because that put those six like on the map without a doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and, and I mean and look. And look just just look at the you know I know Eric Rowan didn't do much, you know, but he's still notable and then you know Brody Lee Brody Lee and then obviously Bray, but then, you know, I mean the shield's the shield. And um to me that that's like you know, if I could think of ten to fifteen matches I would always love going back and watching, like that's up there yeah. for me. Um and because because it wasn't it was a brawl but it wasn't one of those brawls where it was like clusterfuck brawl you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it was just high intensity impactful just um good shit yeah yeah so that's that's mine
0: that's mine okay all right i like it i like it um mike what mike what about you <sighs>
1: Sorry. I had to bring a little, little humor to this, you I love it. Um, Mike's going gonna, Mike's gonna to say, uh, well, I like the up-to-up-down championship belt the best and the women's tag. Oh, wait.
0: Wrong, wrong conversation. I mean, he – you know, I, I, I guess for me um, – you know, moments I, I think the Fiend debut is, is definitely very up there for me and I, I would also say the Firefly Funhouse debut is is up there for me too because I remember you know when you talk about that giddy moment like I remember having almost as much of a holy shit like what the hell is this like excited moment with the Firefly Funhouse debut as I, I probably did with the Fiend debut uh, but um, you know, match wise, man, like he had. Uh, you, you know, we talk about singles matches. Like there's some that you probably even forget. Like he had a Strat match with Brian Danielson that was just fucking awesome. Like that, you know, just it, it was the fiend and Brian Danielson in a strap match. It was Royal Rumble of uh, 2020. Uh, he mm-hmm. had um, he had a singles match and a cage match versus Chris Jericho. Like Jericho actually tweeted about that. Um, he, uh, the picture of Jericho jumping off the cage onto him, uh, that was a pretty good one. Um, he had, uh, I'm trying to think, he had a, I mean, he had a few with Brian that was in there. Um, but you know, his, but honestly, man, I, my favorite match, and it's probably, you're probably going to laugh the Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena. Like,
1: I mean, I, I mean, honestly, that, that was going to be that, that, that was in the back of my mind.
0: Yeah, Just I, because, because
1: in, a, in a time where everything was so dark suddenly in the world. Yeah. And here we are, here you and I are FaceTiming watching WrestleMania because we can't be together to watch it. And we're sitting there respectively watching it on our own TVs. And um, to me... That's one of those matches. I don't remember a lot from that WrestleMania. You know what I mean? It's like one yeah. of those WrestleManias where I just don't remember a lot. But like that in the graveyard match, are like obviously the things I remember the most. But right, just it, it, guess what? It wasn't even a match.
0: It didn't need to be. Right. You know well, I mean? I mean, there was and a one-two-three. I mean, there was a pinfall. There was. There was. <laughs> there was. But it was more.
1: But it was more of a. You know, it was it more was a of spectacle. a spectacle. Uh, it was a spectacle, uh, yeah. yeah, and and that's and that's that's all it needed to be at that time, um,
0: but yeah, that's that's up there for me. I, I, it's but, nothing. I mean, it was it was just fantastic. Like it was just one of those things. It was like a fever dream. Like it was just so yes. unexpected and so creative and so out of left field. And it's you know a, a, aside from the boneyard match, like there there really wasn't anything that you could compare like and and honestly you couldn't even compare it to that because it was so different and just the way that John and and Bray played off of each other and just the to like i i can never i'll never forget the you can look but you can't touch after ducking the ducking the punch like dude that shit popped me oh, so dude. i <laughs> laughed
1: my ass off mine was the nwo when he came out
0: as yeah
1: and John Cena was Hogan. Oh my god. Like
0: I mean the leather jacket. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god, man. Oh. So good. And oh the uh the uh, the Vince McMahon puppet. That's such good shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cuz it was so
1: unexpected. You didn't you didn't expect yeah. that. You didn't
0: expect it. At all. I, I I think if there's one, I I think like today, like if I'm gonna go back and watch one match, it'll probably. I I, I do want to the, the Shield match, the match with the Shield that you're talking about. That that one's up there too. I, I'll probably go back and watch that one too. But I like I really want to go back and watch that Firefly Funhouse match. But and uh, just remember the the good times. Um, but man, I I'd, I'd say that's probably as good any way to end it. What about you?
1: Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: oh man uh well hey thank you guys for listening to this week's episode hopefully you enjoyed it hopefully you remembered some things about bray wyatt maybe you forgot or maybe if you weren't you know such a huge fan maybe you'll go back and watch some of these matches and some of these moments to and try, try to truly appreciate the genius that was bray wyatt um so, you know, if, 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 if anything, I, I hope, you know, more people go back and, and, and take a look at his work and really, you know, really celebrate it and, and rise it up, raise it up the way that it should be. And, um, you know, so rest in peace to not only Terry Funk, uh, but Wyndham Rotunda, better known as Bray Wyatt. So... Mm-hmm.